welcome back to the In All Kinds of Weather Forecast. I am your host, Neil Shulman. You can follow me on Twitter at All Kinds Weather, on Instagram at All Kinds Weather Blog, on Facebook and YouTube under the name In All Kinds of Weather. You can also find my co-host, Casey Hampton, on Twitter at Gator underscore ATL. He is with us today, of course, and with us as well is a special guest who is making a bit of a name for himself simply by being the biggest college football fan I think that I've ever encountered. But, you know, we'll get to all that momentarily. We'll talk about his journey. We'll talk about the Gators and their journey to bounce back after a very disappointing loss to Kentucky last week. But before we do that, got to shout out our sponsors slash partners. Got to pay these bills here. We are proudly partnered with the Gator Good Foundation, nonprofit organization that works to send an underprivileged Gator fan to the swamp. Or I guess in this case, I should say, plural sense, Gator fans to the swamp. That's a hint about our 2022 campaign. You'll hear more about that in the coming days. But for now, just know that the Gator Good Foundation collects donations from fans and uses them to bring Gator fans to their first ever Gator football game. We pay for flights, rental cars, hotels, game tickets, gear, food, swag, just make generally make sure that they have the swamp experience of a lifetime. If you believe that you or someone you know is worthy of the honor for next season, please email us at GatorGoodFoundation at gmail.com. If you would like to donate and are able to donate to our cause, we would, of course, very much appreciate that as well. You can do so by going to our website, GatorGoodFoundation.com, and clicking on the donate button. Second, we are proudly sponsored by Stingray Branding. These folks will put a sting into your marketing and deliver results that will wow your clients. Whether it is web design, logo design, branding, graphic design, social media management, search engine optimization, marketing strategy, or mobile app design, Stingray Branding has you covered. If you or someone you know needs professional help in any of the above, here are three great reasons why you should choose Stingray Branding. Number one, it is a veteran-owned business. Can't think of a better way to properly thank those who serve our country than by giving the business. Two, it is run by a UF alum and big-time Gator fan. Three, they've got the personal stamp of approval from in all kinds of weather because they did our new logo and our new website. They did a bunch of other Gator-related stuff, too. They do work for the Charleston Gator Club in South Carolina. They do... Or they have done the new Gator Collective branding, the new Gator Collective logo, the new Gator Collective website. They did the Gator Good Foundation website, and they've still got more Gator-related projects coming up over the horizon. So go to stingraybranding.com if you are in need of help in anything in the digital marketing world and check out their services and rates on their site. So with that said, we are moving on from the disaster that was this past weekend's game against Kentucky. We've got a fascinating guest on with us today. We've got another Gator football game. Yeah, we get to turn that page and, and start fresh, start anew. With that said, Casey is on. Our guest, Ben Chase, is on with us as well. He is making a name for himself by simply being the biggest fan of the sport of college football that I think has ever graced this earth. Because he has set a goal to go to 60, yeah, 60, 6-0 college football games 
this season alone. He's off to a flying start. And it'll be really think about that. There's only 12, 13, 14, 15 or so weeks in a season. He's trying to go to 60 college football games. Yeah, the bowl, the bowl season will help, but he is he is already off and running on that total by having gone to several games so far in a very young season. We'll talk to him all about that and much more. Casey, welcome back to the show. Ben, welcome to our show. We're all Gator fans here, but I mean, we have a a very special story uh, with you, Ben. So I guess, (laughs) I mean, first, welcome. Tell us a little bit about where you are right now exactly and where you're headed. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, first of all, I want to thank both of you, uh, Neil and Casey, for letting me hop on here. I am just outside of Atlanta where Casey lives, and I I do feel bad that I didn't you up, but I'm on hour 14 of 16 driving from Austin to, well, Greenville, South Carolina, ahead of week three of my uh, attempt to get the most games of a college ball season all on the road, 60 games. This is week three, so I'll be hitting game 10, 11, and 12. Uh, this weekend, starting in Columbia, then going to Cambridge for a Harvard game, which is a crazy 15-hour turnaround, which I don't know why I did. And then I'm ending at a HBCU New York Classic at MetLife Stadium on Saturday. Very nice. Very so, nice. Ben, what uh, what prompted this whole thing? Where did it start from? Where was it born from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, uh, I know that Neil knows this, and Casey, I'm sure you know at this point. I am infamous for kind of doing these last-minute road trips to see the Gators play all over the country. Uh, During COVID 2020, I drove overnight from Orlando to College Station in Texas A&M behind a hurricane uh, to see us lose by a field goal, which was brutal. I've done D.C. to to Gainesville overnight on a Friday, Saturday. So that's kind of like I've been a big road trip last-minute guy. And every year because of these road trips, my friends always send me I don't know if you've seen it before, the Reddit ultimate college football road trip. And they've been sending me that for five, six years and basically baiting me into doing it, saying, Ben, let you know you're going to do this at some point, yada, yada, yada. So the timing of my last job and this uh, gave me a little bit of time to figure out if I wanted to hold out for my dream job or go for my dream trip. And I decided to just go for my dream trip. So I, uh, yeah, I uh, put together a soft outline and I looked up the research of games was the record on a road trip and it was 50 by two brothers in 2016 and i said after looking at my outline i could probably chase 60 and that's kind of what uh what uh, kind of is what i'm going for now so 60 games is the goal that's really cool um and full disclosure to our listeners i met ben in atlanta last weekend and he truly is living in the back of his van uh he's yeah. got a phone <laughs> back there ben do you still have the fan the, uh, the fan is the only thing that's keeping me going, bro. Like I, <laughs> so I have this, I, I've slept in my car before on road trips and I've had these like rechargeable fans, but they die. Uh, they're these, I got, re- so I pulled into like a loves and I went to their, you know, their, their semi area where you can just buy random stuff for your car. And they had a fan that you could plug into, uh, you know, an outlet or whatever. And I, I already had a portable electric, uh, like station. So I, now I, every night I plug it in there and I'm a game changer. I bind you like every day I pass out. I, in the last four nights I've fell asleep in the most like not dangerous places, but like 
I'm I'm grinding right now, so the fan actually helps a lot. Otherwise, I sweat every night I sleep. Well, and it probably helped that at least across the upper south, I guess you could call it, upper Gulf South, uh, we had a cold front. A little cooler outside, at least up in up in these ne- neck of the woods. I uh, oh yeah, for sure. Sympathies to people in Florida who haven't gotten the cold front yet. But um, so Neil and I like to do, and especially with our other hosts that are on the show, a thing that we call the lightning round. And okay, I want to ask you some questions, Ben, that we ask all of our guests. Uh, oh, and because you are a Gator to... fan, we got to point that out. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Have you a Gator fan. Gator You're fan. Doing a trip. You are a Gator fan, and uh, you, you know you're rooting for us along the way. But we like to do this with all of our guests, but especially since you're a Gator fan, this this works all the more. All right, for uh, sure. Let's so, do it. Ben, do I, is it like a time? Is a time limit? Do I have like a like a? Is it just the first thing that comes to my head? <laughs> no, no, no time limit. Just uh, answering to the best of your ability. So, okay, uh, sounds good. First game you remember watching when you were growing up. First Gator game? Yep. First Gator game you remember uh, watching. I was taken to, I think it was either the, it was a game in the Citrus Bowl on New Year's Day, Florida against uh, Stum team. Yeah, I think it was either 97 or 90. There was two games in, within two years. And I remember that we, the tailgate I was at, we set the Christmas tree on fire and that was like an annual tradition. And that's the game I remember. I was with my best friend at the time, Nick Anderson, Nick with a K. Uh, and his family was a big Gator fan, so that's the first one I remember off the top of my head. Nice, nice. So what was the first game you saw in the Swamp? First game I saw in the Swamp was the end of the Florida State uh, beating us in 2011. Uh, It was, I think – Brantley was the quarterback. I only, oh, I only was able to get in for the second half of the game because our, our ticket hookup was, uh, I would say, predisposed is the best word to say. Uh, so we watched <laughs> the we watched the first half at the Swamp Restaurant, and then the second we were able to get in. So I'm pretty sure it was fall 2011. Yep. That was probably the sloppiest Florida Florida State game I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, before or since it, that was a ugly night in the swamp. Uh, not just yeah. for the result. Uh, yeah, what so is your favorite? What's your favorite Gator win that you've ever seen in person or on the road? Uh, Utah's up there. Uh, I was just at the game. That was my game four, my road trip. I was at Auburn. That was a big one on the road. Oh, oh, Kyle Trask coming out party in Kentucky is probably up there. I was at that oh, game. Yeah. I was th- I was there for a bachelor party. And uh, it's funny because a lot of people on Gator Twitter say I'm like a curse on the road, but I was there for that when I mean, obviously, Felipe went down, which you never want to see. But that was, you know, when Kyle led us back. So I've seen some pretty great games for sure. That's awesome. What and last question, what is your home uniform combo and road uniform combo? Ooh, uh, well, I. I well, I get banned if I say the the, the green swamp monsters. <laughs> Are you uh, serious? I, I'm no way. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I, um, I would hope so. No, no, no. I, 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 I kind of like you know, I, I like the space troopers, white on white, uh, and and that's always like a controversial thing. I, I like, I don't know, colors that pop. So I really like when we rock in orange tops and. 
I, I don't know. I, I, I just love seeing our team come out in, in different varieties. I like the, the, the Tebow era white jerseys that have like the dynamic sleeves, uh, not the ones that like Chris Leak is in. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm a, a liberal when it comes to jerseys. I want as many diverse opportunities as possible. So uh, I, I don't really have a favorite per se. I get excited when our student athletes get excited. So whatever they love, I love. It's a good answer. Nice. All right. Well, I'll, t- I'll uh, we'll take that. We'll take that. So Neil, uh, why don't we get a little bit of background on the 60 game trip uh, and where you'd like to go, Ben? Um, Neil, do you want to take that? Yeah. One? I mean, first of all, it has to start with, I mean, I want to go back first of all, like even before you started doing these one-off road trips, because I know you said you've done DC to Gainesville and you've done Orlando to college station in the night. How, I mean, wh- where does your sense of adventure come? And I'm sure that's that your family had some impact on this, but where did your love for college football to the extent that you're willing to do these drives come from? <laughs> okay. That's a good question. So, my mom and dad, neither of them uh, went to college. Uh, I think my dad dropped out of USF after a semester. Uh, my mom actually is at Valencia, uh, at UCF now, and she's in her 70s getting her bachelor's. But so, And my mom and dad uh, separated when I was two. So I actually grew up uh, going to UCF games. Or in Orlando, they had the, the city of Orlando had this program called the Goal Post Gang. And every Saturday, they because they were at the Citrus Bowl, they just gave out free tickets to all the recreation centers and we would get on this bus and we'd go to games and we'd get a catered meal and we'd sit in the goalposts and be called the goalpost gang. And that's kind of where my initial love for college football came. I remember watching Dante Culpepper as a night. And then uh, in middle school, I, um, I helped set up a tailgate every Saturday at UCF for my mentor. That was a Howard middle school teacher who was actually never my teacher. And so that kind of gave me this love of the community that was based around college football and just like helping these middle school teachers, like get drunk and have brisket. Like I just, I just felt I loved that community from, you know, such a young age, 10, 11. And then for my love for Florida just came when I was uh, probably more so in high school because growing up basketball was my favorite sport. And then when I got to UF, I was actually a transfer. I went to Valencia and then I went to UF. I didn't go to college till I was 21. Uh, but I remember the day that I got into UF, I was actually outside of Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World, right under the monorail. And uh, I remember that day very vividly because I was letting my friends in and I was super sick. And I was on my way to the hospital to get uh, like a minute clinic to get checked up. And I just like refreshed the app and saw uh, that I got in and I like just cried in front of Magic Kingdom. It was a very, very emotional time uh, in my life, mostly because I was sick, but also because I just got into like my dream school. Um, so that kind of is like the origin story of my love for Florida and college football. Uh, does, I, hopefully that answers the question. No, it, it does. Um, I mean, would you say some of the emotion was because of your family history? Was, was it, I'm sure in part because it was your dream school, but was it because you knew you were going to, you know, further your education at, at your dream school? Was it because you were going to now yeah. be on campus for all your favorite athletes? Like, like, what, like give us, yeah, give yeah. us like so, a percentage also- of each of those or so. Yeah, and I, I, I just realized I didn't answer, like, where the adventure part of that, uh, where this, like, drive unintended to go to all these games. You know, like, for me, uh, life is about creating memories. And, you know, growing up, I always went on road trips with 
family friends. I never really actually traveled out of state with my mom as a kid. I just remember going on road trips with like my friends, Max and my friends, Justin. And, and, uh, you know, and at UF, I actually was the guy who like, I mean, this is not a surprise, uh, did like our overnight road trips to LSU games. Like that was like my role. Like I plan those things and that's just what I love to do is create memories with people that love things that I love. And, and, and that's, and at this point in my life, um, I'm creating memories with people that love college football and have stories to tell. And that's kind of what this journey is about is meeting people uh, across, you know, from, from all different backgrounds. You know, I've, I've been to nine college football games now and I've only ha- heard one remark about politics and at nine tailgates and nine different communities. And it was like a very quick one-off. No one's asked me my political affiliation or anything like that. It's just, we're all there bleeding the same colors. And it's just something that gets me fired up. And then going to your question about my, my like emotional status at that point in my life, it was, you know, being the first because my grandma went to Purdue and then my dad didn't go to college and my mom didn't go to college. My mom worked four jobs when I was growing up raising me. And, you know, a lot of people uh, have, when they hear about this, the road trip, it's like, oh, he must be loaded or like, oh, his parents. No, like that's not it. Uh, you know, I made more working at Walt Disney World, uh, working 70 hours a week than my mom has ever made in her life. So like when I got into UF, I just knew that myself and my future family would be like set whatever it happened um, because of the, the hard work I put in to get to where I was at that point. I mean, that that's and, and it's so funny. You met it's so funny. You mentioned that, Ben. I I have a friend who Neil has met. Uh, who I love to death will remain nameless on this podcast, but is very, very much into politics and just doesn't get understand or sometimes respect why football is such a big deal. And it's like, cause we're not talking about politics. We're not talking about Trump or Biden or anything that divides us. We're here for a common love and we're here for a common game and a common team. And I think that's what makes college football, such a unifying yeah. positive force in our lives that it doesn't matter if you're at an LSU Florida game and we hate the one another's teams. We're all there to celebrate college football. And I can say LSU is one of my top hated teams, but I have never, ever had a bad tailgate either in Gainesville or Baton Rouge for the Florida LSU game. So, yeah. And that's part of this, the story of this road trip is I truly believe that nothing brings the community get together stronger than collegiate athletics and specifically college uh, football because you know i've i know a fourth generation auburn tiger i know you know a you know, second generation uh you know a purdue graduate like these and the generation and when you're there you have family that went there you have kids in the stand like the parents are there everyone's there wanting this and then all the the all the you know the restaurants around these campuses benefit from this like one common good you like you can't say that you know left or right everyone in the community is benefiting when this team does well or this 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 uh you know political affiliation does well but when you can point to a community you know auburn alabama all those restaurants are rely on college football right yeah so like that's one of the things that what, what makes, makes it this so special yeah and it's special also that you know i've got another friend that i go to nebraska with once a year and I have no love or hatred towards Nebraska. I mean, to even take away the 95 game, it's just fun to go to a game with somebody else that he's a Nebraska alum. Um, again, Neil knows his friend too, that it's just fun for me to go to a Nebraska game, even if Florida is playing because you get to celebrate at schools 
traditions. And, you know, I'm going to just tell a brief story and then I'm going to throw it to Ben. But, you know, Nebraska has this thing that they call tail docking, that yeah, they yeah. have loading docks that are downtown, tailgate in the loading docks. And That's they so call cool. it tail docking, which is so cool in the middle of Lincoln, Nebraska. You wouldn't think that they would, you know, tailgate well or, or have a dock for something, but it's really cool. But Ben, I want you to be able to talk about, I, I know you had a pretty cool weekend at an unlikely place this weekend at one of your tailgates. Oh. I want you to talk about that. Uh, Texas State, talking about? Yeah, yeah. I, you were talking about Texas State this weekend and how great their tailgate scene was. So definitely, oh uh, let, let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, uh, well, first I want to talk, uh, yeah, I want to just mention what you're saying is like uh, the passion around these things. And I want to give an example. You know, I went to a Charlotte football game and Charlotte's only had a team for like 10 years or 10 or 12 years. And I met one of the 10 people that helped found the Charlotte football program. And like, you're not going to be able to say that in Nebraska or Florida or, you know, uh, USC. Like there's, it just, it just is a bit, makes a huge deal. And yeah, so going back to Texas State, Texas State, excuse me, it's, you know, it's the sun. I think they're in the Sun Belt. You know, uh, you know, they're they're. It was I, game two of my day. I went to the Alabama Texas game and then went forty five minutes up the the road to San Marcos, which I didn't even know was a city, much less where our college was. And you know, it, you would think that it's a smaller school. You know, it's one of the larger schools in Texas from a student body standpoint. But the thing about Texas State, like they're student athlete tailgates were some of the craziest things I've ever seen. They had these tents that are on this parking lot and they probably can host probably 80 to 200 people in each one of these tents and each fraternity has one. And they basically just become individual clubs. They have people on tables in these tents before the game, just like eight or 10 of them, just absolute bangers, DJs. They have a, a bus in one of them with thousands of cans of Natty Light. And then when you go inside, they have two they're bigger than UF's jumbotrons in this Texas State uh, stadium, and then they have a petting zoo and carnival uh, rides for the kids. A bounce houses. They have uh, a, a beer garden, and they have free photo booths. I mean, it's like basically you're at a wedding, but you're also at a game. All the Texas, uh, you know, they sing "Deep in the Heart of Texas," and after they say it, they go "Deep in the Heart of Texas." Stay like everything you'd want around a cultural ball game they had in, in, in spades. And I was very impressed. You know, UF has a lot of tradition, but like the little things that a four-year-old can appreciate and a 45-year-old can appreciate, uh, I was very impressed. And then after the game, they had a live concert in the stadium and they just took out the barriers and you could just hang out on the field. Like you could just throw, you could have a football and just throw football on the field. They had kids running up and down, chasing each other from the 50 to the goal line. I was impressed just with the whole, the whole atmosphere at the school. So that was that was a really cool experience I did not expect. That's absolutely incredible, man. I mean, I, I will say I I did gain an appreciation for what less than you know SEC schools can put on in terms of an atmosphere or a show. Cause I, I went to a Jackson State game last year because one of my very very closest friends played for Jackson State. Um oh, that's and, cool. huh? I just said that's cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. So let's let's compare notes. What'd you think? No, no, no. I haven't been to Jackson State. I was just saying it's no, cool. He that said that's cool, Neil. Oh, that's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as yeah, as yeah, you yeah. guys can hear, so as as you guys might be able to to discern, number one, I'm exhausted because I just flew down from uh, New Jersey to Charleston. Um, number two, <laughs> some some of the some of the sound is a little difficult to pick up, but that 
is because, as you guys can probably pick up, Ben is on the road right now, as he said at the top of the show. He's <laughs> booking it uh, towards Greenville. And that is, I mean, Casey, that just makes this this interview more real, right? Like that just gives yeah. it an authentic I vibe. Mean, this is on it. This is unfiltered audio from the road. This is completely uh, on brand. It, it could not be more uh, perfect. It's Jack Kerouac meets college football. Yeah. But you, <laughs> you, you know, and just seeing what Ben, you know, a full disclosure for everybody here at the pod. I met Ben last weekend when I saw that he was doing this, he was here in Atlanta and he hung out with at my condo with uh, my dog Henry and I. And Ben, I think I took a nap that day. Uh, but Ben was just uh, plotting away on his trip. But you know, it's I, it really goes back to folks like college football. I'd never met Ben before, and I'm like, hey, come out and hang in, hang out at my house, so you can stretch out on a sofa for a little bit and stretch your legs for a little bit. And you know, knowing tonight that he's booking it down 85 towards Queenville, it's. This it's authentic. Makes, it, you know, the SEC motto of it just means more, I think really does down south that I've never met this guy, but hey, come in and hang out with me and my dog for a couple hours. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's been like, that's kind of been part of this journey. And just, it's been, I was obviously very grateful to see that and, because, uh, and it seems like, you know, so I announced this trip week zero, day, I think, I don't remember the exact date, August, whatever week zero was. And it's kind of kind of taken legs on its own. And, you know, I've been to nine games through two weeks, five days, five games, in five days, week one. And the Atlanta was the last uh, one on that five day trip. And, you know, I my back was I don't think uh, Casey saw it, but I was stretching so much on Saturday before I met him on Sunday. And uh, yeah, so oh, I, definitely, I, I definitely saw you on the couch. You were definitely uh stretching out and trying to trying to stretch your legs while you still could but you know yeah, it's and like yeah and to give everybody an idea ben got to see penn state or uh, excuse me um not penn state he got to see west, west virginia, virginia Pittsburgh, and then he got to see lsu in florida state utah and florida the best games of that week then he got to see alabama and texas which i'll admit on the air i tried to talk him out of doing I'm like, that's not going to be Yeah. Here's a better. I, he I gave him a separate whole trip. I was like, hey, I really think we should do this. Cold you know, take, Casey. Ben, but, ben proved me wrong. I, I was trying to be uh, trying to be the adult and trying to be like, this is more sensible. This is what you should do. And yeah, trying to prove me wrong, man. No, I, got, I, got, I, I really got lucky and blessed. Uh, your, yours was the logical um decision to do stay on the east coast but i knew that uh, i just needed to go to that game and that was actually the first game i paid for a ticket game eight of my trip i uh the first seven games i was blessed and and, and either walked up on a tailgate and was able to get a ticket like for example a pit game you know it's at the time i was looking for a ticket were 183 dollars and the first tailgate i went up to i just asked hey do you guys have an extra ticket and this guy was like yeah you can sit with us and i was like sick but the texas game that was the hottest ticket so far and um you know i, I paid to get in and it was but it was, i think it was worth it i can't be complaining about paying for uh, actually i paid for both games in texas because that was just you know that's the texas two-step as i called it yeah, <laughs> you, you definitely. And for anybody that doesn't actually know what the Texas two step is, you may want to look that up in Urban Dictionary. You do not want the Texas two step. But no. uh, <laughs> trying to keep so, this pod uh, friendly. <laughs> but, indeed, indeed. That's why I said look it up on your own. Yeah. Uh, true, you so uh, 
Ben, to kind of wrap up your part of the journey, your part of the story, how do people find you? How do people look up and see where you're going and how do people support you if they want to, you know, help donate in this dream come true? Cause I know I, Ben, you and I talked about this. I want to donate, you know, I donated my house space and bought you lunch just because like, this is such a cool trip. This is such a cool idea. And I wish that I could just quit my job and do it, but I can't. <laughs> uh, so Ben, how do people yeah. follow you, keep up with you and, and, and support you in this? Sure. I mean, both of you guys found me on Twitter and that's kind of where my, I have like a live thread and kind of, I tweet my thoughts and all my socials are the same at Ben G chase G for data, but it's actually my middle Ben G chase. And then I have a, a blog series on YouTube, uh, Ben chase 60. Cause I'm chasing 60 games. So you can just do to youtube.com uh, slash 60 games. Honestly, when it comes to like, you know, financial support and stuff like that, I I'm very stubborn. I'm not doing a GoFundMe, but I've decided if people want to support, like just throw me get some gas money. Like I, I, I'm sending cards out from the road. I have Casey's card here in the in my passenger seat. I spilled uh, coffee on a lot of cards last night, but somehow his survived. Uh, so, so that's just like, and you can find all that information, like on my, my YouTube, like t- descriptions. I'm, I, I make, I make it hard to support me financially just because I know there's a lot of things out there that deserve more money than just like some random kids road trip. Um, uh, but besides that, I mean, that's that's just throwing me a, a subscription, a subscribe on YouTube, or just messaging me when it's three a.m. and just checking in on me. That's something that a lot of people that I've never met in my life have been doing, and I'm very grateful for that. I'm very grateful for this time here. Um, uh, I, w- I was really hoping that uh, this trip would end at me in L.A. seeing the Gators play in the national championship. It's not out of the question, but um, you know that that would have been the the dream. And, and what a story it would have been. And it's still not out of the question, but I still, uh, I'm holding out for that to be the ending to this, uh, this journey for sure. I mean, every journey nice. deserves a storybook ending. Um, but Did, uh, so Ben, what is your email or your Venmo in case somebody does want to throw you a, a $20 gift card for gas or something like that? Okay, sure. My, my email is Ben G chase, just like my socials. And then my Venmo is Ben dash chase. So it's really easy. And I think my picture is just, I think it's me. I I'll just change it to my profile. issues like Message me on social uh, Ben G chase. If you really want, I, again, I make it hard for people to give me money because I just, I, I, I'm very stubborn when it comes to that stuff. So uh, we can talk about it on the side, but yeah, uh, my event, my cash app is dollar sign Ben G chase. My Venmo is Ben chase. So yeah, we, we may not have picked that up, but I mean, Ben was saying that if, if he hasn't already, he will change his Venmo profile picture to what it is on social just so it matches. Um, yeah. But so Ben, before, before we really dive into the Gator specific portion of this, uh, sure. I do have one last question just to wrap this up. And I think it's a good way to yeah. bring this, this full circle. You said at the start that you had a, a battle to decide between picking or b- between going for your dream job and doing your, your dream trip. How, how did the dream trip win? Uh, I was tired of waiting. I had, I had the opportunity. I was tired of waiting. I, I had the dream job. I had multiple people recommend me for this dream job. I circled a date. I circled a Monday and I said, you know, if I don't hear anything by this day, uh, I'm going for the dream trip. And um, I can't look back now. Uh, 
uh, and it's all forward. It's all gas, no brakes. And every day, this is, this is when I know I made the right decision. Every day I wake up excited. Every day I wake up scared because like I said in my initial video, I can't afford this. And at the end of the video is that clip of Tiger, uh, Tiger King saying, uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm never going to financially recover from this. And that's kind of true because, you know, I'm, I'm not really working right now. Uh, I've been lucky to have a lot of friends that have just shot me money on the road. Uh, but again, I didn't ask for that. I, I actually have them. Uh, TickPick has reached out to me and maybe may doing something here in the future just that will help me a little financially with a few oil changes, basically. Um, but the decision was, uh, I wake up every day and I watch uh, every, some people, like I grew up in the church and, you know, but I wake up every day and there's at one point during the day where I watched the Shia LaBeouf video uh, where he's in front of the green screen and says, just do it. And it's 65 seconds and it's kind of become like my daily prayer. Um, and there's a point in that, the, the, what he says, everyone just talks about the just do it part, but like there's a part in that uh, video where he says, some people dream of success, but you're going to wake up and work hard at it. And that part is what gets me going every day. And that's why, uh, that's why I'm on this road trip. That's awesome. We're going to shift our attention towards the USF game that's coming up this week. After a frustrating, somewhat predictable in hindsight, but still sad loss to Kentucky this weekend, Uh, the Gators are home to face the South Florida Bulls in the first of two trips up to Gainesville in return for the one that the Gators had in Tampa last year. So, Neil... What do you think you want to see out of the Gators this week? And then Ben, you you go on and I will wrap it up. But Neil, what do you see? What do you want to see out of the Gators this week and taking on the Bulls at seven seven o'clock under the lights of the swamp? First of all, I want to see Anthony Richardson play as though nothing happened last week. I know he said in an article that Zach Abelverde wrote that no, he wasn't physically injured, but the injury scare got to him and and kind of effed him up mentally. Um, I want to see him look like that didn't happen. And I want to see him look like the quarterback that we all know he's capable of looking like with his speed and his athleticism and his arm. And I want to see what Florida's linebacker play looks like without Ventrell Miller. He's out for this game. We also know that Michael Tarquin's going to be out. We saw Austin Barber look good in, in backup duty without Tarquin last week. But I want to see what he looks like on a full-time basis. Obviously, the quality of opponent is not exactly excellent. But I just want to see what they look like. I want to see how confident and aggressive they look and how fundamentally sound they look. I think the footwork is something that you can look at for all of them, regardless of the opponent. That doesn't really matter how good your opponent is. If the the feet are working and the footwork looks crisp and clean, that's something that typically does translate, regardless of the quality of opponent. So I want to see how all those guys look. And... I just want to see the Gators play as though they are shooting for the goals that they were shooting for at the start of the season. I want, I want to see them come out with a renewed focus and renewed energy and just put it behind them and truly turn over a new leaf. So Ben, what are three things you want to see out of the Gators this week? Sure. If, uh, if I could keep it in three things, uh, I want to see some, I want to see a passing touchdown. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I want to see us, uh, let Anthony kind of um, shake off the uh, whatever you know he had going on in the Kentucky game, and, and give him a chance to kind of open up the playbook and, and go vertically. I also uh, would like to just see us play with joy, you know, like 
it's hard to uh, describe the feelings that you get when you just see your team having fun. So I kind of want them to kind of maybe have a little bit, a little bit of playground going on. Maybe let, maybe let Whitmore throw one, you know, like just have some, like not, not that we don't take USF seriously, but uh, whenever you come off of a loss, like you can, you can tend to tense up, but I think that we have the athletes and, and the kind of like open up the playbook a little bit and have a little fun and, you know, go after, if you told me at the beginning of the year that we were going to split the opening two games, I would take that in a heartbeat. And I think 90% of student of Gators would as well. Um, so let's just, like move forward and have a little fun with it. And then finally, I just want to see us come out healthy and our defense to kind of uh, continue to plant the, their, their, their feet in the ground. Obviously I'd like to see a, a, a pick by our, our, our DVs, but yeah, besides that, like that's a, that's, I think that's three things. So mine are going to be, I really want to see the linebacker play. We just didn't see that at all in the second half. You know, the Gators had Kentucky in negative yardage, I believe for all but probably most of the first half against Kentucky and the run defense just did not come out of the locker room and Kentucky just gashed us on Saturday night. So I want to see the linebacker play for Florida. I want to see more plays on special teams. So whether that be kickoff returns, whether that be punt returns, making smart decisions on punt returns and taking more, Shots with a field goal kicker. I, I, I'd, I'd like to see something along those lines. The punts have been good. I really would like to get us to an Iowa area of punting, since that is the only thing Iowa can really do. Uh, in terms of football, I would love to get us in an Iowa punting sort of situation. How about blocking a punt or a kick while we're talking? Yeah, yeah. We don't do That's that what I mean. Like some special teams play. Um, and thirdly, I want to see this coaching staff ba- bounce back from some pretty head-scratching play play calling on Saturday night. Uh, you know, we really abandoned the running game for most of most of the Kentucky game, and I think that's that's sort of what made Utah good was that we were really a dual-threat team, both in the air and on the ground. So I really would like our running game to get in rhythm early and stay there throughout the game because USF has a porous, terrible rush defense. So what better way to get our guys ready for Tennessee than uh, getting our getting our rush, run game going on the ground? In fairness, uh, to, yeah. in fairness to USF, they're terrible at pretty much everything. I mean, <laughs> this 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 might be the game that drops the guillotine on the head of Jeff Scott, metaphorically speaking. Obviously, their head coach. I mean, I have seen some rumors that he's in really really hot water. Uh, obviously, I, I don't have the pulse on on the South Florida program the way I do Florida, but I'm starting to get a feeling that he may not make it to the end of the year even. And if and if the Bulls, I mean, they're not expected to beat Florida. They are a 24-and-a-half-point underdog. But if they just get completely whitewashed, like if it's 59-3 to three or something ridiculous like that, that that might actually be enough to get rid of him. Now – I don't know what that does to their team, though. That's the wild card. Does that make South Florida go for it on fourth down when you wouldn't think they would? Do they fake a punt? Do they come out a little bit more aggressive on defense and just say the hell with it? Our our coach's you know, career is at stake here. Let's just start throwing some eight-man boxes at them. No, I don't know. That's a wild card that we have to look for. But South Florida does not have a single matchup advantage. Uh, 
in their favor talent-wise or experience-wise for that matter. They're not really that experienced either. Well, and I'll add, if the game is inside that spread, I'm going to be majorly concerned with the games moving forward. I, I don't think see... I, you were 20 and a, 24 and a half point favorites. Is that what you said? Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I will be concerned uh, with seeing how South Florida plays play has played this year. And most of last year, I'm going to be concerned if we don't cover that. Well, I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's like 34, 13. That's what I was going to say. Florida could have the game well in hand. I mean, I could, I mean, last year, for example, Florida races up 35, three, midway through the second quarter and then stops trying and then USF backdoor covers and winds up losing by 22. I could see a scenario where Florida goes up 35, nothing after three quarters stops caring, just tries to bleed the rest of the clock down so that they get out of there with no more major injuries before Tennessee. And it's a backdoor cover like 41, 17 or something like that. So I don't really care if, if that's how it plays out, but if most well, yeah, of the it, game it, plays for out, that reason, but if, if it's yes. competitive, agreed. I'm thinking agreed. like FAU 2015. Okay. If it's yes. competitive, agree. Oh, that's a major. If that if it goes to overtime, that is a hum, that is an infrared flag. That is yep. a scarlet flag. So, yeah, I, I think I think we can. I think we still have. We I think we can trust Billy to, to take care of business on this one. So yeah, let's uh, let's cross our fingers. With that. It'll be so, it'll be. It'll be Anthony Richardson's first start against a team that's not ranked in the top 20. So, like, let's just, like, be patient. You know, like, was he's had three starts. Well, no, he, no, he, he didn't, didn't start against them. He didn't start against them. That's Emory right. started. Yeah, so he's started so, against the best team in the country last year in Georgia. He started against number seven, Utah, and he started against a top, what, I don't even remember what they were ranked last week, but Kentucky, 20. like, that's, well, yeah, so, like, now. yeah, so, yeah, they're his all his the, first three the, starts, yeah. All strong defenses. Like this is the first time he gets to start and kind of open it up against a team that is not expected to be anywhere near the top forty, much less the top thirty or twenty. All right, so Ben, I'm going to ask for one player on offense that you want to see play a play a great game. One player on defense that you want to see play a great game, and give me one play that you would like to see in the game. I, I think I, I mentioned the play earlier, like some kind of having just fun backyard letting Whitmore kind of uh, throw the ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's uh, not that I want to take the ball out of Anthony's hands. I just, I don't know. I think it's always fun to see uh, some kind of like mixing it up if you can on offense. I mean, I've, uh, each DN has obviously been eaten. I think it'd be cool to see uh, if we can kind of expand this, this, um, uh, Naquan right in the receiver role a little bit. I think that you know that the pick that Na- uh, to Ant threw to the pick six, like Naquan was out at receiver, but having him, it seems inevitable that he's going to lose carries. So maybe finding a way to to put him into a different position and have him kind of go like even if it's motion motioning out of the backfield into the slot and just like doing these kind of one on ones. I think that's an area of our offense that I wouldn't be shocked if we play around with a little bit here in the, in the next game. Uh, to see if we can add something before, or maybe even it's just the show looks against Tennessee and Georgia that they have something that to think about. Um, and that's pretty high. I don't know if, how high level that is. And then on defense, like I just want to see uh, one of my best friends, her name is Kimber. So it'd be cool to see Jalen Kimber get a pick. Um, so I think I'll go with that. 
Very cool. Yeah, I, I would say I want to see what what Travis Etienne can do in the tune-up before we go to Knoxville. I think he's Trevor be a special Etienne. Player. You're a Jaguars fan, so it's easy. Uh, you know, I, I, yeah, you're right. You're right. I, you know, I'm just as tired as you are. Uh, so I really want to see uh, what he can do. I really want to see him used exotically with the playbook. I'd love him either – you know, last week I was just a little concerned. All he was – thrown were these bubble and these screen passes. Whereas I'd like to see him as a downfield threat. I'd like to see him break through the line and, you know, run a traditional run play right up the middle, right up the gut. Uh, so I'd like to see him involved more. And we haven't seen Whittemore at all either on special teams. He's been real quiet this year. So those are yeah. two players I'd like to see um, on defense. You know, he'll forever be the hero of the Utah game. I need Amari Gurney to show me he's not just a one-trick pony that got in the right place at the right time to play. I need to see him show that he is the senior leader on this team, and I need him to plug up the holes on that line, that defensive line, so nobody can get through and Florida can actually hold an opponent on second and long or second and short when they're trying to run the ball up the middle. Um, and one play I would like to see, you know, I'd love to see a good jet sweep for a touchdown. I, you know, <laughs> a la Kadarius Tony, though Tony made that a, you know, Concord jet sweep um, when he was on the field. So uh, I'd like to see something like that. Um, so real quick, Neil, uh, one player offense, one player defense, one play, one play you'd like to see. Yeah, I mean, good call on Bernie. I definitely echo the sentiment that, you know, Great play against Utah. Hats off. You'll forever be remembered for that, but got to see more than that. One one play does not make a career, and it doesn't make a season. So, And, and you know, without Miller, he's going to have to step up and have a bigger part in this defense. So good call there. Um, I'll start on offense, and I'll say Austin Barber stepping in to a larger role on the offensive line. I want to see, you know, what, what he's made of. Obviously, we can't know that for certain based on what, what we're going to see against South Florida because that is not – a a program that recruits its players from the same pool of athletes that Florida does, but let's just see how it looks again. Like I said earlier, the footwork is something that I think definitely translates uh, regardless of the level of competition it's again. So Austin Barber on offense defense, I I'm tempted to say Dexter, but I think everyone's kind of looking at him anyway. So I, you know, I, and I, I like the pick of Kimber too because I think he deserves some redemption after getting beaten for the touchdown last week, in which he was in solid position. It wasn't like he made a huge mistake or just blew an assignment or fell down like Tabor did against Tennessee on that now famous play that Tennessee fans are still holding against us for their only win <laughs> in the last almost two decades. But yeah, I mean, he was in good position there. So I want I want to see Kimber uh, not because I have a personal connection there, but I want to see him bounce back. Um, I mean, I, I get the personal connection thing. Like I said earlier, I have a very good friend that played for Florida, uh, then went to Jackson State for a year, James Houston. So I I can totally get uh, the the personal connections kind of skewing what you say on a podcast. But uh, yeah, Jalen Kimber, you know, bounce back. Let's see how you, you know, shoot forward in a in a larger role on this defense now and you know, show what you're, show what you're made of against granted a, a less talented team player. I'd like to see how, how about just some, I mean, I, I, I was decrying this play call all throughout the Steve Adazio years, but how about just some straight up 
no, 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 hear me out. How about just some straight up smash mouth dive and slash and, and even some counter plays behind this new offensive line with Trevor Etienne, the number one back on this team, or at least he should be the number one back on this team. And then when he's done bulldozing and juking his way around and through the South Florida defense, then you let Montel Johnson and Naquan Wright with their fresh legs, hopefully even Lorenzo Lingard. Don't know what the deal is with him, but he was on the depth chart today. Yeah, so uh, that's what I'm saying. Let let's see it. Let's see him get out there, and and let's let, let's go ahead and I mean they're they're the bulls, right? So let's just batter through them with all four running backs that we've got <laughs> and make some cattle out of their defense. Uh, yeah, Neil but, or uh, uh, Ben, welcome to Neil's dad jokes on the pods. So, me, uh, you're always one. You're the one that I, always I, makes them. Up. I, I just resort to them because I've had a had a 19 hour day. No, I, I respect it. And when I, in Tucson, all my friends are uh, they're twenty, they're they're younger than me, and they call me dad. So it's I appreciate a good dad joke. No, they I, call I, I agree Big with, Papa, I, Big Papa. <laughs> I, I anyway. agree with what you guys are saying. It's a uh, ideally we just get in and out of the game like scratch free with some confidence, something to build on. Uh, that's kind of just you know that uh, the best case scenario for sure. So. Uh, now we've gotten to the section of the pod that we call the verdict. Uh, so uh, to keep this uh, short and sweet, let's get your – Ben, we normally do percentages here, uh, but you can certainly give a score if you would like to. So either give a percentage or a score for what you think. Uh, we can do percentages be. because, well, Casey, after Georgia Southern, we can never say 100. So let's just see exactly how close to 100 we can get. That's the key. I, I, I'm offering our guests the flexibility. If he wants to do a score, if he wants to do a percentage, whatever he would like to do. Fair enough. Uh, so, Ben, we're going to ask you for that. Uh, we are going to ask you for your one key to the game. And we are going to also ask for, since you are on the road, uh, this is a new and one-time only part of the book. <laughs> Give us your – and since we – Give us one upset that you see happening this weekend from the games that you know off the top of your head. Okay, so what's the – just so for clarification, the score or percentage, what's the percentage part? So Dean, what percent chance do you, do you think, think Florida has to win? Do they have oh, a 60% I mean, chance to win? Do they have a 90% gotcha. chance? Yeah. Okay. So percentage I, um, to win, one key to the game, and one upset that you see happening. And a score. I think I'm going to ride – I think I'm going to ride with that 34-13 off the dome that I said earlier. uh, So we don't cover, but I think it's probably because uh, they get probably like either a late touchdown or a late field goal to get to 13. Uh, I'm, I would say I'm 90.87% confident we're going to win the game. Uh, The second one was, uh, what was the second one? I'm sorry. Oh, the 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 keys to the game. I mean, I think percent chance. I think USF has given up. Yeah, yeah. So percent chance of us winning, I would say like ninety-eight point seven. I don't know. I'm sure ESPN has it lower than that. Uh, and then I, I, I think I saw today that USF's given up like four hundred and eighty-four yards on the ground in two games. So I would say that just showing that we can also establish the run is probably something that you guys both have kind of into this podcast. But I also just want to see Anthony Richardson throw a touchdown. I think it'll. I think there's been a mental block and there's a narrative there that uh, is already starting to form that, you know, 
can't pass, yada, yada, yada. But, like, we've seen him light up LSU, and we've seen him drop dimes, like, ridiculous throws. So, like, maybe it's just we just need him to, you know, when you're when you're playing basketball, it just takes one shot, and then you can kind of get on fire. So I, that's, I think that that long term, I just want to see him have joy and run to the end zone and hug a, hug, hug a teammate uh, that he threw a pass to. And then, um, you know, from an upset standpoint, I'm scrolling uh, the games. I have a, I have a, uh, I'm trying to see like what. We'll call it a top 25. We'll call it a top 25. My, uh, my upset of the week, for example, um, you know, while you're looking at that, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to it. I think the key to the game is going to be how linebackers play. Uh, that's I think going to really determine how Florida how Florida wins this game because I think there's a 99 percent chance Florida wins. The linebackers will determine how Florida wins and and what the narrative and what the style of play is going to be going up into a very hostile Neyland Stadium next weekend. So I'm going to predict a final score of 41 to 17. Stealing mine. Okay. Huh? <laughs> Stealing my exact score prediction. It's okay. Well, well done. I've, I've done it to you. I've done it to you before, so it's all good. Uh, I am my upset of the week. I am going to predict Auburn is going to beat Penn State. So is, is it's Auburn three thirty down on the plains. I I think the, Auburn is going to beat Penn State. What's the spread on it? Is is it like a pretty big spread? It is three points. So I oh, think okay. the other so one kind of like small, small spread. Yeah, yeah, I think the other one will be uh, if we want a bigger spread. I think A and M is going to beat Miami. Oh wow, that's wait. A and M is favored by five and a half. I but they're Miami's higher ranked. Oh, so you want to call that a f- okay? Um, so all right, that's makes sense. I think I, after what we saw with Texas A and M last weekend, I think that that would be an upset if Texas A&M beat a ranked team when you just lost to App State. But see, college football is a very week-to-week thing. Remember, for example, FSU last year, Notre Dame. Oh, we're back. We almost beat Notre Dame. And the next week, Jacksonville State comes in and conquers them. So, I mean, like Florida's happened. I mean, South Carolina, remember, in 2013, you should have won that game, but you didn't. And then the next week, Georgia Southern beats you. It's a very week-to-week thing. It is. It is. And, you know, we uh, (laughs) – you know, lose to Kentucky, then we turn around and beat Mississippi State. So, yeah, you know, in 2018. So, well, no, we had Colorado State is, in between, but yeah, it is one of those week to week sort of things. So, yeah, um, if I had to pick, a, if I had to just pick one that I I kind of like that's sexy, uh, I think uh, my straight upset would be Fresno State over USC, and then ooh, I don't think ooh, I don't that's think okay. Utah, that's, that's that's sneaky. Okay. And Spicy. I don't think Utah covers against San Diego State. I, I I lived in San Diego, and last year San Diego State beat Utah in overtime. And I think that right now, like, I, I don't know. Those are the two games I'd probably circle. The 21 points is a lot, even though, like, Utah just put up 70. Um, so those are the two games I'd probably circle. I don't think San Diego State's going to beat Utah, but I think they keep I, – I don't think Utah will cover that game. And then Fresno State, I would pick – that would be my upset of the week, Fresno State over USC. Uh, that's a big one. That's a really big one. <laughs> All right, so I, I, I like it though, Ben. I like it. He's going big, <laughs> go big or go home, and he's obviously not going home because he's headed the wrong direction from home. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not going home. I got 117 days. Well, I'm go ahead, guys. 
All right. No, no, no. You got 117 days to go until you're home. Um, <laughs> all right. So mine, let's see. Um, start with the, the easy one. I'll say the, the percent chance Florida wins is 97%. I don't see this being a particularly troublesome game for Florida. The key to the game is going to dictate if this percent drops, though, and that's just don't turn over the ball. Richardson threw two bad interceptions last week. What one was just garden variety bad. You just see the linebacker sort of creeping into the route. Just got to know not to throw that, but you can tolerate that. The pick six was horrendous. You can, and, and he put the ball on the ground and that was a week after Florida's running backs fumbled two different times. The second of which could have sunk in Florida if the ball bounced any other direction, but the direction in which it bounced right back to the fumbling uh, Trevor ETN. So, Take care of the ball. If you do not, that that percent chance drops precipitously. So, you know, that that is the big equalizer for a monster spread game like this. So take care of the ball for Florida and you're fine. South Florida, you got to force turnovers or you don't have a chance. So, I mean, my score prediction was 41-17 just to be a little different from Casey because he just stole that. I'll say 42-17. But, I I mean, I I think we're looking at a game where, like I said earlier, I think Florida races out to a big lead. I don't know if it's 35-0. Maybe South Florida sneaks a field goal in there somewhere. Maybe it's like a 35-3 or 38-3 type of game. And then Napier says, you know what? We've had a couple injuries already. We're done through three quarters. It's Tom Petty time here. Let's just get out of the game. Let's just be done with this. Let's go to Nealon next week. Healthy, no more injuries. We've already got guys like Michael Tarquin and Ventrell Miller and, and Jack Miller who are, are questionable for those games. Their health is questionable. So let's not exacerbate our already perilous injury situation. Let's just call it. Let's be done with it. And in that interval, they'll just run the ball. They'll bleed clock and South Florida will just, you know, sneak a couple touchdowns in garbage time. And in that sense, backdoor cover that 24 and a half point spread. But Florida's in no danger. I mean, if this game is close. Yeah, by you, have a, you have them you have winning by 25. 20, yeah. So, but I mean, I, I think, I think I'll put it this way. If Florida, if, if there was a scenario where Florida just had to win by 70 points to make the college football playoff, like if that was the stake at hand and either Florida wins by 70 or if they win by 69 or fewer points, they don't go to the CFP, Florida would win by 70 points. That The talent disparity is that massive. So no, I like it. Yeah. I mean, Florida is in no real trouble here. Well, I agree. I mean, did we lose Casey? Yeah, I think he, I think his internet hopped off. Well, we got, we got the important stuff out of him. Um, <laughs> I mean, Ben. It, it's been it has been a joy. It has been oh, Kate, Casey has actually a very legitimate reason for hopping off. But um, Casey, we enjoyed having you, man. Uh, ben, we really enjoyed having you. So, I mean, we, we you know we now know where to find you. It's at Ben G Chase on social. I believe you said that your Venmo is Ben Dash Chase. Yep, Ben Dash Chase, and everything else is Ben G Chase. And if you want to like follow on YouTube, it's just Ben Chase 60 because I'm chasing 60 games here on the road. I appreciate Hello. you guys having me on. I know that it's a little, uh, you know, it's a late. I, I'm glad I was able to hop on here as I'm driving. Uh, I got 
an hour and 17 minutes left of my 16 hour drive. Um, and I, I honestly like, I, I'm really grateful. I would, I would say this trip has uh, been basically carried by the support from Gator nation, Gators helping Gators. For example, I had a DM today. Someone messaged me from one of the schools I was considering visiting saying, Hey, like if you come here, you know, we'll help you with a ticket and maybe like, um, like a parking pass. So it's, it's really been, this trip is powered by the Gators, like the, the Gator aid, the Gator helping Gator. Like this is i uh, I've been really blessed and, and, and there's nothing more powerful than Gator nation. Uh, when, and I've learned that very quickly. You're that Gator nation. There's nothing more powerful than you guys. You guys are, you, mean, you guys are what make this pod, what it is. You guys are what make the swamp, what it is. You guys are what make, you guys are what make college football special. You're, I mean, Gator Nation is one of many fan bases, admittedly, one of many that make college football what it is. As you know, we've said it just means more in the South. It just means more in the SEC. But some some special about Gator Nation that you just can't you just can't compare to anything else. And granted, I'm you know I'm not a South Carolina fan. I'm not a Tennessee fan. I'm not an Auburn fan. So I can't really say that I know that. But I, I have seen, you know, through the Gator Collective, the Gator Good Foundation, and now through, you know, what what Gator Nation has been doing to help Ben out, there there is nothing like Gator Nation. It it is a truly one of a kind experience to be part of this fan base. And Ben, and it's an honor to have you on and, and get to hear about all the ways it's helped you. And Godspeed, man. I, I hope you do it. I hope you hit your goal, chasing 60. It definitely seems like it's realistic now because you're you're really on a good pace. And uh, you know, <laughs> best wishes. I, a very positive take before I go. Is that cool? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, there's a lot of people that aren't fans of uh, money down. And I just want to hold it. And I, I was you had their hands up for money down cheering the entire student section i've never seen it as strong as it was on that day i don't know if they're teaching it in orientation this is my thoughts on money down this is my take and you can agree and disagree i don't care but listen money down has been a thing since about 20 what 13 so right 15, about 2015 i think 2015 okay so let's say 2015 so that's it's been seven or eight years right so we've had seven or eight years of students doing money down we've also if you think about it this way say you're a seven or eight year old you've been going to games for seven or eight you're now 18 that's basically a so that's seven and eight year olds who remember their time in the swamp the first thing they remember is seeing all these people do money down when they're seven or eight and now seven years later they're 15 16 they're 17 18 that's a whole generation from the students that started in 2015 through now right so that's seven or eight years of students that have done it and that's seven or eight years of kids who their first memory is money down that's 16 years that is a that is 18 years that is a generation of students and fans of our team the gators that have learned money down and and we've already losing traditions left and right us move back you suck we've lost um gator bait like for whatever reason if you disagree or disagree on those that's fine but like it embrace it if you're you know, sitting there and you're 50, 60, whatever. If you're 10, you're 20 and you don't like money down, that's fine. You can just sit down and do whatever you want. But like literally a generation of Gator fans have already accepted it and gone in it. And like 18 years, that's like a solid spread. Like just embrace it. And 
if you want to put your hands up and do money, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. Just be loud on third down, and that's all I care about. So that's how I want to end this pod. It's Sorry a, to take over, but it, I've been no, it's no, insane, no, 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 like, no. You're, I'm very we had you here for that. We had you here for that reason. Um, I mean, I, I'm kind of indifferent on it. I'll be honest. I, I would prefer fans to be loud than to do money down. If you want to do both, by all means, go for it. You can use your hands to, to do money down and your vocal cords <laughs> to be loud. But as long as you're loud and do whatever you want, you can flip the birdie with your hands for all I care. As long as you're loud and making <laughs> well, like, it hard no, for I mean, the team. They, they, they have the hands up and they're loud. And I think there's nothing that more intimidating than having – you know, 85, 90,000 people with their hands up screaming their, their hearts out. When I was at the Texas game, you know, they they do horns up on Thursday. And it's basically the same thing, you know, horns up, money down. Like just having, you know, 160,000 hands in the air screaming at the same time. Like that's, sure. that's, think, visualize like when Duke, when Duke does, goes doing like first on the free throw person, just take those hands and put them up in the air and, and multiply that by, five like you're going from sixteen thousand to you know ninety thousand and i just did that is that math right that's eighty thousand i don't know that's just my take and i know that i, I we were trying to end the pod but i apologize about that but i figured I, I just wanted to give my two cents because i said it on twitter and someone said you know i didn't realize that right like i didn't realize that not only is it you know the students that have been there but it's like a whole generation of children that grew up with money down i'm not saying i'm right or wrong on this it's just my take and we need more traditions at uf as someone who's traveled across the country and seen games at Wisconsin and Auburn and, and, and LSU, they have elite traditions that, that Florida is not lacking, but there's an opportunity there. And if we're just going to lose all our traditions, it's not going to make what college football is and college football is special. So I'm going to end on that. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry that I wrapped up your own podcast. <laughs> no, you no, trust me. It was, it was welcoming. I mean, first the, the green uniforms, I don't even know if you call them. Green. <laughs> that was a like joke. A, okay. <laughs> But I mean, you, I'm saying you, you've been, you've been spitting some unpopular opinions, serious or not on this pod. So you, you've, you have definitely made it interesting. And I think that people will definitely be interested to hear these takes as well as more seriously, the, the genuine authentic love that Gator nation has for its sport and for one of its own kind. So Ben, I mean, thank you so much. Godspeed, good health, safe driving, and I hope you will. I know you're going to be rocking the colors of the home team for most of your most of the games you're going to. But uh, yeah. be, be be sure be sure to pull off some Gator chomps while you're at it because oh you know, for sure Gator Nation's everywhere and you got to represent and let everyone know who exactly you know or and from which fan base this crazy guy doing 60 games in a season <laughs> really represents. Oh, without a doubt, I'm very grateful, and uh, I'm always going to be chomping right over left, baby. Go Gators! And uh, I thank you for having me on. Seriously, you know, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, so thank you, man.